Yeah, they're never gonna change. They're never gonna say sorry for the terrible things they said to my parents. Sometimes I wish I can get my own back. I could take care of them if you like. <laughs> We've just heard an extract from the Emmy, Myself and I TV show. And joining us today is the creator, Tom Ellis. Hi. I've also brought with me two members of the cast, uh, Nicole who plays Scarlett and uh, Chloe who plays Rachel. So, what is the story about? The story is about a teenager called Rachel. Uh, Rachel suffers with an illness called Emmy, and the film deals with how she copes with not only her debilitating symptoms, but also the isolation that the illness brings. Um, who is Scarlett? Scarlett is uh, Rachel's favourite TV star. Um, it's funny because she was actually created for a different show about five years ago. I made a web series called Scarlett, funnily enough. Um, uh, but in that show, she was um, an imaginary version of the character that our lead character, uh, Ben, saw. And she sort of gave him advice about uh, dating and how to, you know, teenage life. Uh, so when I came to write Emmy, Myself and I, I thought she was a handy tool to have because what essentially she is is she's a way of of the audience hearing what um what the internal thoughts are of of our of our lead character so she kind of really um really she's the the internal thinkings of of Rachel and Emmy myself and I. And um, can you tell us more about Rachel? Um, Rachel is someone that uh, really smiles and laughs through her pain. She kind of, that's how she deals with it. It's kind of her, her mask. Uh, but she's been through quite a lot, uh, quite a, you know, she's only about 18, so she's been through quite a lot already. Uh, she struggled to get a diagnosis for illness. She was doubted by family members. Uh, she had to leave school as well because of it, uh, because of the illness. Um, and when you leave school, you tend to lose all your friends then as well. So she's become really isolated. But she, you know, she like I said, she she laughs and she jokes and she kind of makes fun of it. But you know, she has been dealing with extreme pain for years. Um, but she's a bit of a tough cookie. She just kind of carries on, and that's hopefully something that people will see within that character. When you got involved, Nicole, obviously the character was like loosely based on kind of a, a Buffy the Vampire type slayer. Yeah. Like, what was your input for for that? So obviously, I don't, I don't, I didn't have any input in creating the character. Um, when he told me his thoughts about how, what he was like thinking about modeling um, Scarlet after, um, it made sense to me because um, she's kind of uh, the strong alter ego in his head and super superhero-ish um, persona. So, like badass you know, that kind of persona, a kick-ass person, someone that takes no crap, you know, what you want to say to people, but sometimes you can't, that's Scarlet. So um, I actually thought it was pretty um, accurate and thought, uh, yeah, that sounds that sounds good to me. Let's do this. <laughs> Chloe, when you were read first handed well, first handed the script and you read through it, what did you what were your opinions on the script? Uh, did you think it was good or um yeah, I really liked it. Um I didn't really think I'd be able to remember it all, but I remember most of it. Just kinda need to glance at it before I go and then I remember, kinda. Okay. And uh, Nicole, uh, what did you think uh, of the script when you first read through it? Um, I thought it was very interesting and well written. 
Um, it was actually a story. When I, when I picked it up, it was actually a story that I wanted to keep on reading. So if you were like, say, looking for a novel, say for example, a page turner, I guess the term would be coined. So yeah, I, was, uh, I thought it was very well written, very interesting, and, uh, and I'm eager to actually see um, what comes next with it. So yeah, the next chapter, so to speak. What inspired you to write the story, Tom? So the story is partly fictional and then partly based on, on real life events. So it's based on um, my life. Um, obviously the fictional elements are, I was never a teenage girl. <laughs> obviously that's, uh, that's part of the fictional and partly why, why I did that because A, uh, sufferers with ME are more commonly female, but also it helped me kind of put a bit of distance between myself because obviously I'm talking and writing about events that happened to me which are quite um, not always the best of memories, I think I describe them as. Um, so she's kind of largely sort of has some of my traits uh, within it, but then I've tried to make her her own sort of her own being. Um, but yeah, so I've had Emmy since I was um, since I was eleven, so seven, sixteen, seventeen years now. If I'm doing my maths right, um, so I had a really long time. So I had it through the same age that the character is dealing with it right now, um, which. The teenage years are really, really tricky with it, which is why I kind of picked the story being set in the teenage years because you're kind of dealing with um, the usual teenage things that happen, like in terms of like finding yourself and, um, you know, hormones and all that kind of thing. But yeah, you've got some really, really debilitating symptoms from this illness. Um, so that was an important um, reason why I set her as a teenager because it's kind of a coming of age story but in a very unique setting whereby our lead character barely leaves her bedroom because she's sick all the time and she's kind of finding herself and finding how to to carry on with her life even though the illness is uh, never going to go away and she's always going to have to be balancing it so she kind of has to find find that within her story. So this isn't the first time uh, you've uh, written a script Tom. So what what made you start this idea? So yeah, it's not the first time I've written things before. I, like I said, I, I wrote Scarlet and I wrote a comic book that was about an assassin, so nothing to do with my personal life or anything that I've gone through. It's completely fictional, because believe it or not, I've never been an assassin. Um, keep it on the down low, though. So. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, and then the timing just seemed right in that I don't really talk about it often, or I didn't for the 16 years prior. Um, but uh, people kept on asking me over the years why didn't I write something about it? And I just kept on thinking, well, there's no need, you know, or it's too hard. And then kind of that naiveness of, well, maybe it's not needed because maybe maybe the doctors are better and maybe people aren't struggling as much now with it and maybe awareness is better for the illness. But I went and did some research just to kind of almost confirm that there's no need for me as a writer. And what I discovered was that we are no further along with awareness or or medical treatment for it than we were in 2001, which is a scary old uh, thing that in that time, the same things that happened to me are happening to the next generation of people and now the next generation after that as well. Um, so when you see things like that, you, you, you can't help but look at it and think what can I do and the simple answer of what I could do is is write something about it. And are you aiming it 
to people uh, who, who um, may be going through this in their teenage years then? I think it'd be really helpful. I mean, we've had some really lovely interactions so far uh, with people who have connected with just even like the, the basic plot when they've seen it on the poster and they're teenagers. So it, it seems to maybe resonate the idea to do something with them. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's 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 not a, like a straight drama. There's some comedy in it, so it it could be enjoyed by by anyone, and hopefully, kind of like it'll educate people on the illness and what the symptoms are, as well as um, as well as entertaining them as well. Um, in that it being a, a good kind of sitcom. Um, what are the main symptoms that first occur? Tom? Uh, it's a yeah, that's a it's a long old list. So people um, have different symptoms with it, which kind of makes it why it's so hard to diagnose. But some of the ones that I have, uh, I have a constant migraine that fluctuates as I get uh, more tired or, or, or less tired. Um, and, you know, tiredness, my fatigue that I have with it can come from emotional stress or physical exertion. So the more stuff you do, and particularly when you're a teenager, you tend to find that if you try and do something fun, you're punished for weeks after by your body letting you down and that you can't leave bed and your muscles start to lock up and um, your headache gets worse and you you can't stomach food. Um, and at the same time, you also can't sleep and the light seems too bright and the, the noise seems too loud. So it feels it's kind of that's kind of one of the elements of, of why people do find themselves staying in, in, indoors. Some people have, you know, there's different levels to the illness. So there's kind of a, a chart with a barometer where people are. So some people um, are, are bed bound, uh, their, their muscles don't work in their legs, so they're wheelchair bound. Um, it's a it's a real kind of um, it's a it's a it's kind of an interesting illness from a kind of a medical standpoint, just in terms of there's so many random <laughs> like uh, symptoms that different people get, and no no one person gets the exact same symptoms. So it's kind of it's kind of a quirky a quirky illness as well. Um, but yeah, that's kind of some of the reasons why people people end up being isolated because they don't want to, they don't want to be sick for weeks, and it's kind of one of the hardest barriers to overcome that. Um, deciding what things are worth um, are worth making yourself sick for is is going and hanging out with your friends and going to the cinema. Is it worth being sick for two weeks after? Um, you could have written it as a sort of semi autobiography, but you've chosen to to dramatise it. Why did you do that? A um, couple of reasons, just in terms of I've never really wanted to write something about it because it's very kind of. It seems kind of a bit kind of personal, so it kind of puts a bit of distance and separation from me and the character. It's a character that's going through this rather than, oh, that's what Tom went through and everyone knows everything that that happened. And then there's also, you know, uh, it hides uh, some people. Um, so say, for example, in the in the film, there's an uncle that's said some not very nice things to it about the character uh, it'd be really on the nose if it's coming from me because yeah it's sort of semi-based on real experiences uh, but um, it just would be maybe a little bit too on the nose whereas if it's this character's uncle it feels kind of less kind of scathing at my own family <laughs> um, so yeah that's kind of it and then also it allows for a bit of a bit of fun as well with the fact that she's got a poster that talks to her <laughs> Um, who are your favourite writers, Tom? Oh, that's a that's a that's a really really good question. So, 
uh, when I was a teenager, Joss Whedon really, um, really inspired me. So Joss Whedon uh, wrote uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, and, and he's d he did the Avengers film. He's gone on to have a really good career. Uh, but when he did Buffy, it was kind of, it was a show about teenagers that were different, that kind of could be isolated, and they were a group of, of um, not, not the usual teenagers, and I felt not the usual teenager as well. And Buffy as a character sort of resonated because it felt like she had, she was coping with something that was out of her control. She was chosen to kill vampires, and even though that's completely different than what I was going through, it sort of felt like our parallels in that it felt like I was, I was coping with, I was doing going through something that I had no control over either, and I just had to experience. So that show and his writing really helped and kind of inspired me to want to do writing, and then. Um, yeah, after that, I really like uh, John Fawcett and Graham Manson, who created Orphan Black. Um, so I really love that show because I think that's, um, as if anyone doesn't know, it's a, it's a show about uh, about human cloning. Um, and we have a, one actress plays like 17 in the parts and you completely forget that it is, it's the same person. <laughs> like you, you just believe that it's like 17 different actors when it's just her but also it's kind of again it's I guess I'm drawn to shows that are about identity and being different and um but also whilst dramatic kind of have a funny element in it because yeah I guess that's kind of vaguely my personality and that I'm constantly taking the mick out of people <laughs> and <laughs> and myself and if someone says something wrong I'm probably the person that's going to pull them up and so take the mick. <laughs> are you starting with character or you, do you start with a plot or a framework? What's your method of writing? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I guess obviously I started with with the topic and thought what's the best way to tell it. I wrote about probably about six or seven different sort of spec scripts of um, this is a way I could tell it or maybe I could do it as a documentary or, or, or all sorts of things like that. And then one day I just kind of, I don't know why, I was, I was driving and I just remembered a conversation that we had had with my boss, Steve Swindon, um, at tape. And about six years prior, we were talking about why Scarlet is a great catalyst for teenage uh, stories in that she's a, she's a Hollywood character and everyone has watches films as a teenager so you kind of everyone sort of vaguely has 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 an actress or an actor that they really like and then also she's a way of of hearing what the internal struggles of teenagers going through but in a way that doesn't feel kind of oh here's a voiceover or here's um here's them writing in a diary it's kind of it's a character stepping out of a poster and talking to them or uh, so we always talked about what different stories we could tell as a teenager just using her as a catalyst for what you know what people are going for, through. So I remembered that conversation. I'd, I'd forgot about it for about six years, and then I realised, oh well, this is a teenage story, and this is a teenager going through something. That's what we talked about six years ago. Well, I'll just sort of lift her from one to the other, and that's kind of that's kind of where where that came from. So Chloe, where did you first hear about the project? Um, it was actually on a another project. Um, with tape support housing and like towards the end of it Tom told me about it um, and I found out through the pro about the project through my friend Tom who um, obviously has Emmy and has approached me asking me if I was interested in working on this project and I really wanted to because I care about him and I think he's incredible so I wanted to be part of it. How did you feel about getting the role of Rachel then Chloe? 
Um, I was like quite shocked to be honest because obviously Tom's done like loads of projects, he's met loads of people who act and stuff in their projects. So I was a bit like confused of why he'd ask me because I never really get asked to do roles and stuff. And Scarlett, uh, you, your costume plays a part in this <laughs> this film, apparently. Um, yes. it, what's the significance of the costume? Well, Scarlett's a, um, a superhero kind of, has a superhero kind of persona, and my costume is that of someone that would be ready for a, a good fight. Um, Basically, I don't want to give too much away, but um, I've yeah, I'm I'm up for it. <laughs> I'm up for it. Um, so the visual clues will be there and pretty obvious for yeah. everybody who sees it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I yeah, it'll tra I think it'll translate well. Superheroes are very popular at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, absolutely. Can you tell us what the message of the film is? Um, to like get awareness out about ME and like make more people aware of it in like general because it's not very known at the moment. And uh, why is that important? Just kind of make more people aware of it so a cure can be found. Yeah, basically, it's 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 we're, the the objective is to make society realize that um, Emmy is real. It afflicts people every day. Um, and it has real consequences if it's not checked. Um, people suffer in silence and aren't, are very misunderstood. Um, often, you know, considered lazy or um, just don't have any motivation or, you know, the, all kinds of slights against them. If people watching this this movie or these episodes get anything from this they'll see they'll they'll get that it is real and perhaps may even um, find significance within themselves uh, maybe um, see it in someone else or maybe in their lifetime meet someone that says hey I have this and rather than kind of in their head going whatever it's not real they'll go oh actually this is real and give them due consideration, support, help. Um, when something like this is um, left unchecked, not unlike other conditions that have been out there previous, um, like even ADHD before it was a well-known thing. You know, it ha the suicide rate is, is quite high. Um, but if people are aware of it, understand it, and are considerate to it, then they might be able to step in and help someone that, say, ha has ME. Which I know from um, not personal experience, but a friend's personal experience, um, often didn't happen. And it, it's, it's heart-wrenching. It's absolutely heart-wrenching. So I hope that's what um, people get from this anyways, is, is a, a deeper understanding of something that is really, really afflicting a lot of people. Um, the the idea is to to present this as like a like an episodic thing. Mm. What do you think the benefits are of telling this kind of story in this long a long form format? Well, I think if it's if it's done in an episodic type of format, then perhaps as people as the characters grow, 
through the episodes, people's knowledge of the issue at hand can grow. Um, it perhaps is a, is a vehicle to attract more people as well because the story, it's growing. You know, it's not just, uh, it, nothing's fanatical. It's just, it's still growing. So I think, you know, that's why people watch sitcoms, isn't it? Because they get to get a bit more of the, the, the journey of these characters that you grow to love. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll, I think it's a good vehicle. Um, yeah, it really, like, episodic as well. It's like, because it's, like, very short, people will take it in more because it's not, like, one massive long piece that people have got to take in all at once. It's, like, bit by bit, they take it in. You've mentioned the organisation Tape in Old Colwyn. Can you tell us something about them? Sure. So uh, Tape Community Music and Film is an arts um, charity based out of Old Colwyn, as you said. It offers creative opportunities for everyone. Uh, one of the things that we do is we provide workshops and projects and various opportunities for people to explore new ideas, develop skills, gain training, um, and even find employment. We have a full-time table of safe, supported, inclusive activities for everyone, whether you are looking to try something new, pick up an old interest, develop an idea, or just meet people with the same interests. So if uh, anybody listening to this now needs to find a bit more about it, they can get in touch with who then? So you can find more information about tape on our website, tapemusicandfilm.co.uk, with a Facebook page and Twitter. And on our website, there's a section for contacting us. So you can send us an email with um, what your interests are and we'll see if there's something you can come and get involved with. Okay, so thanks, Tom, again, for joining us. Um, and for the viewers, we will make sure that all the links that are described are in the description for you to view. Um, and thanks again.